Hello, my friends. Welcome. My name is Joe. This is The Joe Martino Show. And today my wife comes by and we talk about parents and children and making sure that parents' behaviors match the behaviors that they want their kids to aspire to. Let's kick it off. This is The Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome back and hello. Let's talk about something today uh, that, quite frankly, we see a lot as therapists, which is this idea of intensity in parenting. One of the things that is, is so ponderous to me as we navigate uh, just moving forward is is how many parents refuse to look at themselves when there are behaviors in their children that they don't like. And so they bring their kids to therapy as early as two. I've heard people try to get kids into therapy four, 10, 15, eight. It doesn't matter. Whatever the behavior is, one of the places you have to look is in parenting. Now I want to be clear. That doesn't mean you shouldn't get your kid help. That doesn't mean that you don't that your child won't benefit from going to counseling. And that doesn't even mean that the kid shouldn't go to counseling. But one of the missed factors in this idea of parenting is the parents. And that's what I want to talk about today. Once again, my wife is back with me today. And quite frankly, we're at the place of our career where... Actually, I didn't give you a chance to say hi. You want to go ahead and say hi? Hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, Quite frankly, we're at the place in our career where we see uh, other therapists come to us and say, hey, I got this situation. What do you think? And uh, recently a therapist came to me and they said, hey, I've got a client that is is getting up in their kid's face and I can't convince them that what they're doing isn't working. And I think this is something that certainly I've seen in the room. I know you've seen it in the room where parents are like, oh, my kid did this. So I just got up in their face. And the behavior is the exact opposite. The behavior that is netted from the child is the exact opposite of what the quote getting up in the face was about. I don't know where you want to jump in here. Well, I feel like they, that parents will often think that really they're being a bully. They're acting like a bully to their children. And then they're shocked when their children act like bullies at school or act like bullies back to them. Right. And that's the part that, you know, I, I see that I deal with this weekly in the room multiple times a week where parents will tell me about their very inappropriate behaviors towards their children, but they're frustrated with their children that they act like them. And that's where I get very confused. Yeah. And and one of the big things that I see and I hear about a lot is, well, I'm the parent and respect. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, whoa, 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 back up though. Like, yes, you are the parent and yes, there should be respect, but your kids should be respected too, because we should just treat each other with respect. Right. Respect. Respect is a two-way street. Yes, and and that is something that is lost. And I love how you mentioned there, you know, a lot of parents, the, the and this is not a popular message. Right. But a lot of parents, the behavior that they engage in is actually bullying. And, and I've said, uh, and even to the point where you and I have disagreed on it somewhat, I've said forever that if you have to play the because I'm the parent card, you've lost. Correct. And it doesn't mean that you shouldn't necessarily, there are times when maybe that card has to be played, but here's the thing, position doesn't win, relationship wins. Uh And that's the thing that people don't understand. You got to play the long game. 
and and you know if I if I take our ten year old and I grab him by the shirt and pull him up into my face and scream at him, maybe I do modify whatever that behavior is in the moment. I actually doubt that I will over time, mm-hmm. but maybe I do. But the cost of that mm-hmm. is just insane. That's like saying you know if I have this ex- ex- incredibly extravagant vehicle. Mm-hmm. And it won't go anywhere, so I just, you know, rip the engine out and push it over a bank. Well, I can do that, and it'll move it out of where I need it to be in the moment, but the cost doesn't make sense. One of the things I, I, you know, almost beg clients to hear me on it is I would be the first to admit I at once tried to parent with intensity. And it doesn't get you what you want. Your kids just become angry, and they shut down, and they don't care. And that's not what most parents want. So I don't come at this with like, hey, I'm so much better than everyone. I come at it with like, hey, please hear me. Listen to me. Been there, done that. Here's what doesn't work. So let, let's change it all together because you get better results. Like just yesterday, you know, Joey, we were at a restaurant and his sisters took off and he loves to just keep up with them. Right. And he went off across the parking lot and there was a car he ran in front of. And I went, I screamed, Joey. And he stepped back, thank goodness, he didn't get hit. And I was telling Joe in the car, like, do you know how many parents I've heard of that their kids get spanked for that? And, you know, I, I had this moment where I'm like, I just felt sad that that's how parents handle those in situations, by yelling, screaming, or intensity. I chose to, Joe and I chose to handle with a conversation. Like, why we said, hey, buddy, that uh, mom, I was really afraid when you did that. Cause if something ever happened to you, I would be sad the rest of my life. And here's what I need you to do. I need you to just pay attention when you go to go across the street because cars are dangerous. And so taking the opportunity, we just fail to take opportunities to teach our kids and guide them. Right. Instead, we try to bully and use intensity to try to teach them, but that just creates more fear and anxiety and it doesn't work. Right. And and the thing that I hear a lot is, well, I'm so tired. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. But your kid didn't ask to be born, mm-hmm. right? Your kid didn't ask to come into your life. You, yeah. You're tired because it's hard. Now here's the thing I do. We're going to do another episode that I want. It's okay to be tired. Like, it's okay to be human, and you're gonna have yes. you're gonna make mistakes. Yeah. We do still. Well, always, right? Yeah. Because who's not going to, right? And this isn't about oh, we're better than than anybody else, but it is something like you know, if if a person, you know, the biggest thing I see is parents get upset when their kids react with intensity, uh-huh. but they react with intensity either towards each other uh-huh. or towards the kid, uh-huh. right? And like, how do how do you learn something through repetition? Right? So if you want to teach your kid how to throw a baseball, you make them throw the ball uh-huh. repetitively. Uh-huh. If you want them to learn to play piano, you make them practice repetitively. Uh-huh. If you want them to learn how to respond with intensity, respond with intensity repetitively. Correct. One of the things this week, you know, our agency, we're a teaching agency. So we often have students and interns and we collaborate a lot as a team on patient care. And a couple of the providers and I were talking this week in chat about a patient and the um, student said to me, hey, Erica, remember how you said we can't give up until we've told the person over a hundred different ways the message. And I snickered. I'm like, hey, you got it. You're right. We'll, we'll keep delivering this message and eventually they'll get it. Because that's one of the things I teach the students who follow me is 
you can't get frustrated with it with a client or a patient until you told them the message over a hundred times because change won't happen that quickly but yet i have parents and they come in my room like my kid's just not getting it you know they've been in therapy three weeks or i've told them five different times that they have to stop doing this great do you change that fast and most of the time they're like i mean no you don't 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 say right, oh, right. nobody not, changes you don't. that fast and right. and that's the thing you know even even I think about a couple I was working with and, and, you know, we talked about how there was a lot of yelling and screaming and, and, and those types of things. And, and you know, th- there is some subjectiveness to that. I get that. Uh, but, you know, basically in, in, in the child's life, it had worked out to about every other day they were seeing somebody lose their mind on somebody in the home. And, and to the parents' credit, they had made course corrections mm-hmm. for six months, three months. Mm-hmm. That's not enough time for the kid it's to really see any action. Life. Right, their right. whole life, right? Because I think that's one of the things we forget. If I scream at you and, and lose my mind at you because you're wearing a black vest with a blue hoodie mm-hmm. and black and blue don't go together, and I've told you that, which is silly, right? Uh, I try to pick illustrations... If you're new here, I try to pick illustrations that I think are relatively safe so people don't get lost in the illustrations. And my and our kids see that, and that's Monday. And then on Wednesday, I lose my mind on one of our kids because they didn't park where I wanted them to park. And then on Friday, I lose my mind because it's Friday and I'm tired and I've had a really long week and just shut up. Uh-huh. I cannot be surprised on Monday or Saturday, let's be quite frank, when my kid loses their mind... Because they're frustrated. Because one of the things that I think we forget, and so this is really important, and I know we talk about this a lot, you're not just teaching your kids how to respond. You have to give them the vocabulary and the behaviors, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, when all of our kids were little, if they would grab, you'd take their hand. You know, if they'd scratch, you'd grab their hand and be like, no, hands aren't for scratching. Mm-hmm. Hands are for love. And you'd go, ooh, and ah, and rub their hand across your face or my face or whatever. And, and a lot of people, when I share that illustration with them, like, oh, yeah, we did that too. Awesome. The reason you did that was because you were demonstrating the behavior for your kid that they needed. Correct. You have to do that when your kids are distressed too. Mm-hmm. Now, look, everybody gets upset. Everybody loses their mind. Most families disagree. Inside the parental unit, there's a disagreement over what is yelling and what isn't, what is intensity and what isn't. But there has to be, one of the things that that is hard for parents, it's not a popular message, is you have to look at, are you modeling the behaviors that you want your kids to do? If you're not, whatever it is you're telling them to do isn't going to work. Well, I tell parents that in the room. I'm like, there are things my children do that I don't like. But the first thing I sit and ask myself is, do you and Joe model it to them? Uh, Joey's saying, yeah, the answer, of course, is yes. Yes, I'm going to cut you off. But like, even this isn't something we don't like. It's something we laugh at and think is cute. Mm -hmm. But Joey says, by the way, all the time. Mm -hmm. Right? He wanted to talk about physics the other night, by the way. (laughs) And we laugh and we think it's cute. But the truth is, I say, by the way, all the doggone time. Mm -hmm. And I probably would have never noticed it Mm -hmm. if he hadn't said it. Mm -hmm. And so that's a safe one because that's funny and it's cute. But if your go-to defense mechanism is sarcasm, don't be surprised when one of your kids is sarcastic. Well, just the other day with the girls, they were, um, one of the daughters got very upset with Joey and she said, I get so tired of you interrupting when I'm talking. And, right, you <clears> laughed because <throat> I, but one of the things I said to her, I said, well, 
well, first our, our, our family's very Italian, but I said to her, I said, but wait, we all talk over each other. We're a very intense, <laughs> passionate, vibrant family. So, I mean, we're probably a lot to handle. And so my point to her was, okay, but do, why should he have to say, hey, excuse me, or slowly interrupt when we're all in a passionate conversation and we're just all going. Just jumping in, mm-hmm. which is what, part of what you and I do even in this Correct. episode. It, you know, it's funny. I, uh, most people probably don't know this. I just got over COVID. Obviously, you know that. And while I was down with COVID, I watched a lot of a certain TV show uh, streaming just to kind of pass the time and sleep. And in the show, one of the characters, two of the characters were talking about their families and one's uh, one was like, well, you know, where I'm from, we uh, we say sir and ma'am. And, uh, and and he said to the other character, what about you? And she said, well, we're Italian. We yell a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing of it is, is that might be okay in your family. The, the, today's, the, ep- the point of today's episode isn't to tell you what to do. Uh-huh. It's to tell you something that most people aren't going to tell you because it's not a popular message today. Whatever the behaviors are in your kids that you would like to see changed... Make sure you're modeling that change. Yes. Because you won't outpace that. I don't care if you take them to therapy. I don't care if you take them to church. I don't care what you do. You will not outpace that. Uh And so if your kid, like when I was a kid, one of the things that uh, used to be made fun of, and and there's generations that won't understand this today, but of course the phone used to hang on the wall and it would ring and you would answer it. You're kind of dating yourself. I am, but I mean, I've got four kids. One's in college. (laughs) That kind of dates me, right? And so, you know, you'd answer it and they'd say, hey, is so-and-so there? And if it was my mom or my dad, if my mom or my dad said, well, tell them I'm not here, what they were telling me was it's okay to lie in certain circumstances. Correct. And then if I turned around and told, quote, a little lie Uh and they lost their mind, I'd argue they were a hypocrite. Uh And I'm going to do what they do more than what they say all day, every day. Yes. Kids, I've longtime listeners have heard me say this before. I'll continue to say it. Kids live what they learn and they learn what they live. They really don't care what you say. Uh-huh. They care what you do. Now they care about love and all that. I'm not arguing that. Uh-huh. Go ahead. You want to say no, something? No, I was just saying that like you our family, back to you know, we it would be like us telling our kids, you need to put your hands behind your back when you're talking. You need to talk in a slow, a softer voice and not yell, and you can't interrupt. I mean, that's laughable if I wanted my kids to do that because Joe and I don't do that. Correct. And so uh, I think you what you're trying to say time. is let's, you got to figure out what your family belief systems are and operate it out of that. But everyone has to operate out of that. It yes. can't be good for just the parents and not for the children. And it has to be modeled by the parents. Mm-hmm. One of the things we say all the time, I just met with a company yesterday and I was talking to uh, one of their main investors and and they're trying to evaluate, do they have the right people in the right places? And one of the things I said was, well, like this should have been done. You're you're a five-year-old company Uh because you you will never outpace your leadership. And that's true in your home too. Yes. So... So here, here's the takeaway. You can sh- shut us off after this if you want. Just give us a five-star review in the podcast store of your choice if you haven't yet. If you want your kids to model behaviors, you had better be modeling it. And yes, you're right. I, I will. In other episodes, I'll argue with people or I'll at least say what I think some values should be in homes. Yeah. But, but that's your choice. Mm-hmm. But don't think that just because you're the parent, because you're just not going to win. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing that I tell people all the time. Spend time building the relationship. 
on our drive here, you and I are trying to have a conversation. Our son's the only other person in the car with us. He is talking. And the truth is, for a 10-year-old, he's pretty precocious on the topic we were talking about. Mm -hmm. But in my head, I was just like, dude, your mom and I need to have this conversation. Mm -hmm. And we can have that conversation. And at the same time, relationship wins. I'm amazed at how many people don't spend time building the relationship with their kids. And I know, again, that's offensive. I do build a relationship with them. I take them to soccer, baseball, uh, violin, whatever. Yeah, but that isn't actually building the relationship. Maybe the drive time is, but the time on the field isn't. You're teaching them how to build relationship with other people, which might be a very big value for your family. And that's awesome. Do that. Mm-hmm. But then you have to spend time building the relationship first in the beginning, then in the middle, and then at the end, whatever those terms mean. Yes. All the time is what I'm trying to get at here. Mm-hmm. You have to build the relationship. It and and we have this all or nothing thinking where like it, well if I'm built so you're saying I can't discipline my kids? No, not at all. Mm-hmm. But I am a little curious, why do you discipline your kids for things that you do? Mm-hmm. Well, on that note, I have a high uh clientele right now of substance abuse in teenagers I'm dealing with, like a high level. And every single one of them have parents who use substances. Now, uh, over a certain age, it's okay for the parent to right. do that. How- yep. However, they're all abusing substances to soothe the bigger problem, which is their anxiety, their depression, their dissatisfaction in life. Guess who also has those problems? Right. But the Absolutely. parents are mad because, well, my kids are doing these things. Well, then you might need to look in the mirror while it's okay for you to drink or smoke pot or have a cigarette. If you're modeling to your kids, that's how you handle life. Guess what they're going to do? Yeah. And, and you know, the thing of it is, is like, if somebody's listening and like, well, I don't know about that. Cause the truth is they're not mad that their kids are doing that. They're afraid. Correct. Right. right. And, and, and the anger is the cover up yep. emotion. It's the secondary emotion. Right. Yeah. And, and I get that. Mm. And a lot of times I hear from people, well, I don't know what to do. Then educate yourself about you. Correct. Educate yes. yourself about emotions. Yes. Go, go, go into counseling. Go, you, you know, go to counseling. Mm-hmm. Go, don't go into counseling until you've kind of worked your stuff out. We have Correct. enough people in the field trying to work their own stuff out. Amen. Uh, but, but, but go ahead and do that. And then learn about emotions. You know, if you don't know about emotions, there has never been a better time in the history of the world mm-hmm. to want to learn something. Right? Like, like you can learn all sorts of stuff. There's conferences, there's web pages. And I'm amazed that parents... You know, if you just run it out, let's just say that, let's just say your kids see you lie three times a week. Mm-hmm. Well, in a year, what is that, 12 times a month? That's 144 times a year. Yep. Right? That works out to almost half the, their life they've seen you lie. Don't be surprised if they lie. Or if your kids are complain, if your kids are mean to other people, look at yourself first mm-hmm. because you're the leader. And join them like if you're smoking you know two packs of cigarettes a day and now your 13 year old started smoking cigarettes instead of preaching to them and using intensity and trying to figure out how to fix them maybe it'd be a good idea to be like hey why don't we do this why don't we both stop together and at the very least be vulnerable to them and that's the thing when we say relationship wins relationships require vulnerability right and I see so many parents who refuse to talk to their kids about their struggles. Mm-hmm. They just don't want their kid to repeat them, which I get. Right. But so then talk to your kid about that and be like, hey, you know what? Uh, make up with me. We'll pick on your sister. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that Wendy starts smoking at 13. 
right? Okay, hey, you know what, Wendy? I I really don't want you to smoke. In fact, I'm going to tell you, you can't smoke while you live in the house. And, I, and I, I'm already going to be ahead of you and assume that you think I'm a hypocrite. Uh-huh. I started when I was however old you were when you started. And I wish I could quit. Uh-huh. But I'm struggling to quit. And I don't yes. want you to have the same struggles. Yes. Kids, it's amazing to me when you treat kids on that equal plane uh-huh. and just tell them, here's what I want and here's why. Uh-huh. How much further you get with that. But you can't make it about you. So you can be vulnerable, like that example you give, but it can't be about you. Right. I know I failed you. Right. Right. There's a lot of parents. I didn't have the parents that you have. I'm just (laughs) so much better than my parents. I hear this stuff all the time. Or um, you do you know how lucky you have it? You know, my parents provided me with cigarettes. I don't provide them for you. That's not what we're talking about here. That's not being vulnerable. That's passive aggressive. And we have a mentor who used to say that most people approach life, especially parenting, from passive aggressiveness. Mm -hmm. And then when it doesn't go their way, they get intense. Correct. And I've got to say, in all my years of counseling, I've not seen that proven or I'm correct. Mm -hmm. You cannot be passive aggressive in your parenting. So let's come up with, let's leave you with just a few steps of some things you can do. First of all, I want you to really kind of put this in your brain. Relationship wins. Every day. Every day. What causes people to change is relationship. Rarely is it authority. Uh, We know this with addictions, right? Mm -hmm. Locking people up doesn't actually stop them from doing the addictive behavior. When they develop deep, meaningful relationships, they stop. Yeah. Right? So so relationship, yeah, all the time. Relationship wins. Another thing is communicate. Mm -hmm. Communicate both the what and the why. Yes. Right? This is what I'm concerned about. Here's why. Right? And it's not about you. It's it's them. But here's what I'm concerned about and here's why. Right? So we want you to we want you to know relationship wins. We want to communicate. And then we want you to look at yourself and make sure your behaviors match the standard you're setting for your kids. Yes. Work on those three things. And and you know, I have yet to have a couple that came into me and talked to me about their parenting where when they dove into those three things didn't make it work. I agree. And they didn't see improvement in their kids' behaviors. They do. The fourth thing I would say, though, as a caveat, remember you're playing the long game. Yes. Right? It is a long game. Uh All right. Anything you want to add before we close? Uh, When we say a long game, one thing's my daughter who's in school right now said to me like yesterday's mom, you use a lot of broad words. And like I'm learning in school, you have to use a lot of detail. So kudos to Kendra. I'm about to use detail. When we say the long game, I'm talking, if you have not invested in, in changing a behavior at least three times a day for a period of six to eight months, it hasn't been long enough. We'll start there. Would you Yeah, I, I would actually argue, to be honest with you, I tell my clients, you'll see some behavior changes with a lot of failure around the six-month mark. Okay. It's so usually a year to 18 months until you see consistent change. And sometimes, because well, something just based on the, the format of this show that we don't have time to get into is sometimes you won't see, if you're working with a 12 year old, you might not see that behavior change till they're 20. That's true too. Right? Because just because of brain development, but I guarantee you, you won't see it change if you're engaging in the very behavior you're telling them not to do. Now, before somebody writes, actually, if you want to write in, go ahead. Cause that'd be a fun episode. Somebody writes in and is like, well, there's all sorts of things I can do that my kids can't do. I agree. That's why we do the what and the why, right? Like mm-hmm. there are things that you and I do mm-hmm. that I don't want my kids doing. Correct. We shouldn't give, we have to get into details on those. <laughs> you should know, right? But again, 
if 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 you're lying, if, let's just be honest. If lying is a part of your behaviors, don't be surprised if your kids are lying. Correct. If intensity is part of your behaviors, don't be surprised if intensity is part of your kids' behaviors. Mm-hmm. If you're disrespectful and sarcastic, and you know, the thing of it is, is a lot of times what I see is a person who marries a yeller is the sarcasmer, mm-hmm. right? And, and and a lot of times, I'm not picking on your gender, but a lot of times the sarcasmer when it comes to kids is mom. Mm-hmm. And, and she's super sarcastic and she's shocked when people are like, what are you doing? Or her kids especially, right? Or And dad's the yeller. It doesn't work. Right. And that's the thing. It just doesn't build health. And even if it works that you get the behavior, mm-hmm. you got to think about cost. Correct. All right. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this, please share it with three of your friends. One of the ways that we find value is by sharing things with our friends uh, for free that we find valuable. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time. Change possible.